Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Welcome, welcome. Not Just Talk. Not Just Talk is back. How are you, ladies? Good morning. Good morning. We have both well. co-hosts, Tina Wynn and Tony Brown, and I thank them every week. I'm very grateful they're in my life and that they've taken time out of their very busy schedule, because sometimes they won't be here, um, to join us. So uh, we're back at this table. It's week two. And um, I think, you know what? We didn't get to properly introduce Tony last week. So, you know, we, yeah, Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony was having a metro, a retrograde issue. Uh, <laughs> right. And so there Mars had left the building. Mars have left the building. Tony, sink hey. your teeth. Sink your teeth in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Tell us. Uh, I Tony. am Tony Brown, and I hail from New York City. I'm a lifelong New Yorker. Um, most people describe me as being very practical and level-headed. <laughs> I hope I am. Um, I consider myself <laughs> to be open-minded, but I maintain the right to change my mind So, uh, from time to time. That's so as Maya we Angelo. move forward on uh, Not Just Talk Radio... Uh, please expect me to change my mind for <laughs> time to time. Um, I've uh, worked many years in the nonprofit arena, uh, specifically with the United Negro College, College Fund. Uh, spent a couple of years in advertising with uh, Latanya Jr. and Tina Wynn. Absolutely. And I am currently a special event producer, and I co-own the Brown Wynn Agency with Tina Wynn. You guys so, do some big things there. You know, let's not just drop it, Tina Wynn. I mean, you do everything from a celebrity funeral to events that host thousands and thousands of people. A lot of stuff we've seen on television. We've seen the manifestation of your work. And, and so, can't, I mean, it's sometimes it's necessary to brag just a little bit. This is a positive brag. Throw some of the, do you want to throw a couple of the clients out there you've worked on? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, 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 you know what? We I, work I'll very talk. hard, and, and we we're, very, we're hard. very good at what we do. <laughs> in, the past, uh, uh, in the past. So make sure you Google them. How about that? Yeah. Why don't you yeah, Google check them? Check out our website. Go, and, uh, go check out their website. The reason let, why I do, well, I do let, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sweetie. Okay, let me get them the website just in case because they may spell the name wrong. So it's www.brown, my last name, B-R-O-W-N, Tina's last name, Wynn, W-Y-N-N.com. That's perfect. The reason why I just want to let the listening audience know, because people, you know, I've been in that inspiration area for a long time. When 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 folks meet people really down to earth and they have a common denominator and you share what you do and the scope, it literally empowers thousands and beyond. I've seen that trickle down effect, um, especially um, here at Not Just Talk Radio, because we're very down to earth. And I've already gotten calls where people said, you know what, I love the style. And I love the fact that you can you're confident and can talk about what you do. And by the way, now we know who's behind that scene or who's worked on this or that. So through over the the year or whatever the case may be, um, you're going to meet a lot of extraordinary people. We'd love for you to call in and share 
what you do and, and how you get it done so we can learn from it. We want other people to hear it, each one teach one, um, and inspire each one. And that's what that's really what we're about. We're not just talk. We, there's something you're going to take home. Um, briefly, I'm from a little town called Harvey, Illinois, um, in the Midwest. I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. Uh, uh, my dad's in the music industry. He's a rock and roll hall of famer. I'm very proud to share that because so much of who I am is from my parents and so much of my business experience is from my parents and my level for my level of endurance. Um, Tina and Tony and I met at Step and Grab and Partners. We work together um, there. I, I have 20, 25 years experience in diversity, multicultural marketing, you know, include d- diversity and inclusion. And of course, integrative marketing is my sweet spot. Um, and um, we're going to have those conversations. We're going to have a lot of people from the industry, inspire people for entrepreneurship and all that good stuff. So you're more than welcome to email us and contact us. And that's enough about us. Let's dive into the table. That's our formal introduction since this is show two and we missed that on show one. So ladies, what's on, what's at the top of your list? What are you thinking about right now? It's so much in the news who wants to share first? You know, let's let's talk about some things that are pivotal right now that that we just want to give our perspective or our scope of interest on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was following yeah. the uh, Julie Chin story, and uh, that's the host from the talk, uh, which basically she signed off yesterday from the show, and her husband Les Moonves is caught up. Well, actually, was technically let go from CBS. Uh, because of um, sexual assault allegations that uh, several staff people brought forward. And uh, I was wondering if she would leave the show. You know, the first indication was, you know, she was just taking a leave of absence. But I always thought that she wasn't going to come back. And she officially signed off yesterday. So I was wondering if you guys, are, ladies, were following the story, if you thought that she was going to leave the talk, if she should have left the talk, should she have stayed uh, I, well, I, get, I, I believe that people get to do whatever they want to do, what's best for them. Um, I expect her to come back. I think this is a moment where people have to go away and everyone should respect the fact that's her family. You know, these are very public people, but they're human. They're human beings. And I think it's great that she's going to step back and, and they need to sort of lick their wounds and heal. And, 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 and it takes some of the attention off the family for a moment because nothing's more important than family. You know, a show is just I'm not. Who cares about a show? And so I think it's really smart of her to, if that's what she needs, to step back and heal a little bit. Uh, but I, I, I think she's really talented without her husband's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, she's a great contribution to the show, the diversity of the show. I, I love that diverse makeup of the show. And I think that she'll be back. I do. I may be well, you know, wrong, she, but she, I do. <laughs> she resigned from the talk, but she did not resign from the other CBS show, because Big that Brother. contract is that that ends next week. Yeah, so, it is next week. Yeah, so she's so you to, so you expect yeah. that's the end of that yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for for now, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. most of the people that have, um, that have had some of these uh, poor decisions, true or not true, whatever the case may be, sort of come back, creep up. Um, historically, we've seen what happened in the past. Once the media go away and once the memory of the incident is out of prime news, they go and reinvent their brand and come back 
um, and be better. I mean, actually, we're we're built that way. We're built that way socially. We make mistakes. People get to go to jail. They get to they get to come out. They get to transform, and they get to become um, all sorts of things. You know, and do positive things, and write books, and authors, and and educators, and so on, et cetera. So I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything different. Actually, yeah, I, I don't expect her career to be over, but it would have been difficult for her to stay on that show, the talk, because basically they talk about. Uh, issues in the news and she would, it would be difficult for her to comment on other difficulties in other people's lives and not comment on her own. But, um, you know, curious to to think about who they may replace her with. Um, You know, we'll have Um, to see. Yeah. I mean, but there's plenty of people at the table right now, so they're going to work that out. Anything else we have? What else do we have? Well, Well, I'll tell you what, you want to jump in or I'll, you know, a, a radio space, that sec, two-second space sounds like 14 seconds in the, the big things. Do you, you ready, Tina? Am I? I'm here. I'm okay. listening. Well, let's share your story, <laughs> honey. No, share your story so we can. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm about, you, you spoke about diversity uh, just, just a moment ago, and I was reading this article, it's a champion diversity um, in casting black actors or actors of color in iconic roles. And I'm real curious to see what that is going to look like in um, the coming weeks, months, within the year. Um, On the table, we know that Superman, um, iconic character, that role is now open. Um, the, The actor who's played him for many years doesn't want to play him anymore and it's an open field. And one of the top names being mentioned is Michael B. Jordan. Um, who we know from Black Panther and Creed and you know many other movies. He's done very well. I, I remember him as a young kid on Friday Night Lights and even further back on The Wire. So I just can't imagine what that would look like, a, a black man, a Superman. I grew up on Superman always with a little curl coming down on his forehead. Um, ABC has a pilot um, that's coming up, Bewitched, um, that was created by Kenya Barris, who also created Blackish. He's now left ABC and gone on to Netflix. But the Bewitched, the main character that was played by Elizabeth Montgomery for years and years, decades ago, is now going to be replaced by a black woman. So... What does that look like? I, I'm just, I you know, like diversity. It, I think it, yeah, I look, I think it's it looks like what it should have always and looked like. I just, I just love that it's such a bold statement. And I wonder how the rest of the world feels about that. Because we grew up, you know, one way thinking this is how our characters should be. And then all of a sudden they start reflecting what the world looks like. Uh, so, I don't know. What do you think, Tony? I think it's a great thing. I want to see Michael uh, Jordan be Jordan, be Superman. You know, these these were roles and characters that black actors and actors of color were locked out of. So now unlock the door and we can get used to Michael B. Jordan being a black Superman and we can put a curl in front of his hair. But he has the he should have the opportunity as other actors should have the opportunities for these roles. And I think what was what was uh, uh, Hollywood was critiqued about was the fact that roles were not being written for actors of colors. And so this is how they got locked out of jobs. They didn't have opportunities. And now these doors have to, you know, we're going to have to broaden our vision and we're going to have to let people in. Yeah, well, I'm, I think I, by that last sentence you said was the was the was the piece for me. 
See, I'm that person that never wanted a role to be written for a woman, a person of color, somebody disabled, somebody gay. I wanted the role to be the role and don't let me have to kick that door down to have my opportunity um, or to, to be given my opportunity because I will, because the fact is we're talented enough to play whatever role we want to play. And, you know, I, I used to love a friend of mine used to talk about Star Wars and I never really understood the concept about star behind Star Wars and Star Wars concept was really the epitome of diversity, how these different cultures came together, was on this ship and went from planet to planet to planet, making sure people behave well. And they did it together cohesively mm-hmm. and they were able to communicate and cross lines. And then they all used their different strengths when they had to. They would right. say, wait a minute, we have somebody from Kling Kling or whatever the case may be. And they were able really to to rise to the occasion and be their best. Um, And that's really what we've all been striving for. I mean, yeah, we have some folks, but I don't like to give those folks the attention. I try to think about what do I have? What kind of power do I have to to make those decisions and stay in the game and so on, et cetera. So I, I love the fact that we're dialoguing about it. And then we can take that dialogue and transform it and shape it to really what it's supposed to be, because it's not going to be perfect up front. You know, yeah. do you know what I wanted to chat about? I wanted to chat about North Carolina. I wanted I, I meant to open the show with sending North Carolina, the Carolinas overall, and even some areas of Delaware and Virginia, much love. We know that absolutely um, there has been a, here in the United States a hurricane flooding. Flooding continues to happen um, um, here in the United States. I think the, the death toll is somewhere about 34 um, the president will be going to tour the areas. And what's shocking, and this is shocking, is that this is an area, because, you know, I have real estate license, too. I love real estate. Um, that's my my playtime. But in any case, only 3% of the people have flood insurance, which means folks are going to need a lot of help on the community level. We're going to have to roll up our sleeves um, because this hadn't happened in over 50 years. So the expectation of this, all these people that have bought homes, Guess what? No one said what they say is, well, we haven't had a hurricane or a flooding in 50 plus years. And so 97 percent of the people don't have insurance. And, and, and that's what I wanted to do. Send a little love out um, to not just those folks that need assistance. But remember, we're human. We're in this together. If you have some extra couple of pair of shoes, maybe they're Nikes <laughs> from last week or whatever, or contact, <laughs> um, go to our website. There's a volunteer. Click on our website. Get out there and volunteer. Help people. It brings people together. How yeah. about that? And, and whatever you can give. Michael Jordan just gave $2 million. So a million of that is going to the Red Cross for North Carolina. But, um, um, you know, it, it, you can do a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can give, but particularly, certainly the clothing and all the, you know, uh, the the toiletries and things that you, you you know, you don't realize there's so, you know, that we use on a regular basis and we don't think much about it. But um, these people are out of pocket now and we have to do the best we can to yeah, help. And out. they need everything. They need everything. So anything where you think, you know, anything you, you think possibly you don't have, they do have. Is Tony still with us by chance? Tony got knocked off for some reason. Remember, she lives in the, she lives in the Twilight Zone. Nobody believes me, but she does. I believe you. That's that island out there she lives on in New York. Um, well, what I'm going to do is, because we will go to break in about four minutes, but um, what I'm going to do is to int- start the introduction of our guest, because we have a special guest. And I first would like to say I thought about this guest 
um, for a lot of different reasons. But the key point is, is that when I look at how, where I, as a person that's 54, I'm going to share my age, where I want to, what I'd like to see as I age in this current system, um, the kind of people that are on the ground, on the front line, um, the kind of endurance they have and, and authenticity and values. Um, um, and we always talk about what younger people aren't doing or, or you know, I don't like to do all the stuff what people aren't doing. I try to focus on what are they doing well? How can we build on that? Um, but in this case, we have an outstanding um, young leader. I call him young, but he's really not young. You know, I call everybody young. T- Tony, you know how that, <laughs> that goes. But we, I just want to prep you, prep you. He's from Milwaukee. And for our listeners around the world, because we have people in 140 or 50 countries, Milwaukee is right above Chicago. Um, it's a cold town. It's, it's, um, it has diversity, but it's probably one of the more segregated areas in our country. It's unique, but it's also a mirror. So when we speak with our special guests and what he share, bring out your pen, your paper, whatever your pad, because he's he's sharing information. He's going to share information that that you can reflect on and help change your community no matter where you are on any part of the planet. And that was another reason why uh, I, I chose him, because I know his uh, what level uh, um, a playing field he's at and his expertise. But at the same token, he'll tell you more about himself in regards to his access and understanding of how every level of elected officials, local leaders, um, and what they're doing out there. How about that? Any Anything you have to say, Tina, while we wait for Miss Tony? Um. I would. I just want to really hear about. Um, you know, he's going to talk to us about. You know how we get involved. You know how we help our communities um, beyond begging our elected officials, things of that nature. That we have the power to. You know, make it right for ourselves. And so I'm really, and I know he's been a part of it since he was just a child. And so I'm just really interested in hearing his story and his, his wisdom and advice on what we can do, you know, to just bring right. a, a, a positive energy within our, to, into our yeah. own communities. Yeah. He comes from a leg. He's a legacy line. He's a legacy line person. That's what I, there's, there's better words to explain it, but I'll let him explain it. First off, I want to share his, his in- extraordinary name. His name speaks for itself. He's Supreme Moore Amakunde. And I and I hope I got that right. I, I rehearsed it. Um, Supreme Moore Amakunde. That name, don't that name feel like something in Hollywood though? Like, will we, will we be, will we, will we see him somewhere in charge of Hollywood one day? Because what a name. That being said, I'm sure he's on the line. We'd love to welcome him to the show, all 3.5 million listeners around the world. Let's get our minds and our spirits ready for Supreme Morm Amakunde. Is he there? Yes, I'm right here. How are you all? (laughs) Good morning. Hi. Oh, Tony's back. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Let's start by saying, what would you like, how would you like for us to approach you? Is it is it Supreme or is it Mr. Amakunde? How would you like this to happen? Supreme is perfectly fine. Okay. Tony had said that to me. She said, what should I call him? I said, well, I'm going to just ask him. <laughs> hi, Supreme. How are you? Well, hi, Supreme. Uh, good morning. I'm good. How, how's everybody doing? 
Tina. Tina. And Tina. And we're gonna we're gonna you okay, know kind good. of start you off quickly, all, all and then the we're going to take a minute to go to break, and we'll come back and speak to you more. But let's okay. get started. <laughs> okay, well, awesome. first off, Supreme, I should have told him that you were a Milwaukee County supervisor, and 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 um, and um, we can go into depth what that's about. Uh, but in any case, if you'd like, we have about two minutes to a break. I was trying to get you in a little sooner, but I kept talking. Um, you want to give us a little heads up about what a, a Milwaukee County supervisor, what's that entails. And then when we come back from the break, the rest of the show is yours. Well, uh, the, the uh, what a county supervisor is, is it is an extension of the state on the local level. We administer a lot of the uh, state programs on the local level, things like administering uh, 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 energy assistance, things like uh, doing uh, juvenile justice on the local level. We also take care of transportation, parks and some land sales, et cetera, on the local level. We also deal with the House of Corrections, jails, and the Sheriff's Department. Um, we have a $1.4 billion budget that we're getting ready to go into the budget season on in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm a member of the Finance and Audit Committee. So um, there's a lot of things that happen, but we're mostly just an arm of the state of Wisconsin. Your arm of the and, state. And uh, we handle all the things on the local level. Yes. And do you guys define the local budget? I know your budget time is somewhere about October 1st, but do you guys actually break that budget out? Are you in control of the budget or you, or you are responsible for accumulating the budget or both? Well, it depends on who you ask because okay. uh, at – as those who are, are known locally know that the county board itself has had a lot of its powers taken. Um, however, we still have to pass a budget every year, and we get a lot of uh, a say in how that looks, and we kind of craft it ourselves, but we get submitted by the county executive his budget, and we make amendments okay, to it. And okay, so, so that's, that's, that's how we that's do perfect. that. That's perfect. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. I think, well, I don't want to get you too far in because I want to talk about um, quite a few things. We all want to talk about quite a few things, and I think we're going to get ready for a break. We also have a caller. I know there's a Daryl on the line, and so Daryl, you stay there because we want to en- engage you um, also. Um, and th- while we have a couple of seconds, but I want to say this um, for our listeners and anyone else that want to call in, feel free uh, to do so. While there are extraordinary things happening in Milwaukee, there's the same problems everyone else is having, addiction, and, and they need more playgrounds. And But you still have a lot of consumers out there that's striving for um, a, a quality of life in Milwaukee, just like everyone else is trying to do. And what we're going to think about is what can we do with lead- with with local leaders and what can we do without them? Where, where does our consumer responsibility come in? How about that? Um, so, and then there's a bridge and we can get things done. And that's what we're going to talk about when we return from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? 
It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, and back to the Not Just Talk Roundtable with our special guest, Supreme Mora Amakunde, um, and of course, Tina and Tony Wen. And we were chatting about community and what we, I want to like to really start with you, Supreme, um, with, first off, what do you see on the front line? Because you really are the bridge that count. And I'll explain later when I say that really, really count because you're on the ground and you get the emotional connection with the community. You understand the story better than anyone else. What do you see based on um, where where you are in, in, in as a leader in the community? Well, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for having me on this morning. Um, it's really an honor to be in your presence, especially because I have a relationship with Latanya, so I, I really it is an honor to be on. But uh, I can tell you that I see it from two different angles. Like, I see the struggle that people have on an everyday basis in the community because I'm somebody that's always been in the community. I'm a community organizer by trade. I was that before I got into elected office. Uh, both of my parents were community organizers. So I see that perspective. Like um, when we had an uprising here two two summers ago in Milwaukee after a young man was killed by the police, I was on the ground every day during that uprising. Um, so I got to see the struggle and the strife in those in, in, from that perspective. However, I also, since I'm an elected official, I see that angle too. I see the uh, the deals being made, the money being spent, um, the priorities being set, et cetera. And I also see the disconnect between those two worlds. That makes sense. And so my job, as you stated, uh, Latanya, being that bridge, I'm constantly trying to get my arms pulled in two different directions and trying to pull them closer together at the same time. And so uh, being in the position that I'm in, having my love for my community and the people and also knowing and understanding the process and where I am sitting in in one of those seats, um, it can be frustrating at times, but it's also I know that I'm necessary, somebody who has my perspective is necessary to be sitting in that seat. You know, here's a question, because you had mentioned something, and I have, this has been a long conversation in my social group, and that is, um, here in America, we know we have the most aggressive police force, historically, when you look at the numbers on the globe. Um, That is really a fact. 
uh, especially when it relates to uh, people of color. And one of the thoughts we had had is, and I'm going to be very sensitive when I share this, because I have had to, I've had um, issues with dealing with the law enforcement, not because I chose to, because I was racially profiled and I spent a lot of money and time suing. Fortunately, I had that in place. And, I, and I'm very sympathetic and empathetic to people that have to have that experience because that, it changed me forever. And that's another show. But here's the deal. When we deal with these police, this police brutality issue, that's at hand. But in your space, is there a strategy or uh, that we're thinking about this is, look, we want to be there telling people, nope, we should not be um, in this situation with the law enforcement at the same token what do we do about local crime on, you know, whether it's it's just local crime within the community? Do they come together and you, tr- you try to figure out a way or are they two separate roads? Because I think there should be a march when some neighbor shot another neighbor innocently and there should be a, the march when some law enforcement shot someone else. So what are your thoughts there? So uh, I'm glad you asked that question because I think it's often a misnomer. Um, especially when you have a lot of conservative groups who talk about or uh, uh, who say, oh, well, you don't talk about uh, black on black uh, crime and you don't talk about uh, 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 the crime in your neighborhoods, but you want to get up and talk about uh, 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 state sanction or police violence. Um, I-, I think that's a-, a-, a miscalculation because for years we've had stop the violence rallies. We've had peace in the street rallies. We have had peace in the streets parties, et cetera. Um, we've been doing that for a number of years. Um, I think that because of technology, because of cell phone cameras, et cetera, because we're able to tell our story more quickly than we were before, that we are able to capture a lot of these uh, uh, these different interactions with police, that Rodney King was the, was the beginning um, back in the 90s. But now we have a Rodney King type of technology available at our fingertips now. And so we're able to catch more of these. And it's a degree of holding um, law enforcement accountable. And the two things do happen on the same scale. And I think uh, for anybody, everybody wants to be safe in their community, no matter who you are. If you're just a regular uh, person, a child going to school, if you're a grandmother sitting on the porch, if you're somebody that's, you know, a mother cooking in the kitchen or a father coming home late for work, everybody wants to be safe. And so whether it's from one another, whether it's from law enforcement officers, et cetera, uh, we have to make sure that we are safety first and community safety first. Now, rallying against uh, state-sanctioned violence from police or from citizen-on-citizen violence, there are two different things that we have to both be diligent about rallying against because I don't want to be hurt from a, a police officer just like I don't want to be hurt from little tone down the street. And Absolutely. so uh, we have to inject love and understanding in our communities and have those conversations as well from all standpoints and bring everybody to the table. I I just loved how you answered that because that is such a huge conversation on the internet and out and about. And that's, you have one generation of adults saying, you know, we, our approach is this way and we have a different generation approach being another way. And when I think about that, um, I know what my generation, the strategies have been. I'm a strategist. I've studied it. I know what my parents' strategy have been. What What are the new, fresh things that your generation is doing? And I know, I understand you're a great bridge co- connector because um, we didn't share, but if you'd like to share both of your parents' positions 
um, that would be great. But every generation, because we are so different and now we do have technology, what kind of things are, is your generation doing that hopefully takes us a little further along in history where we're at a better place um, around the world? Because now we're connected. What happens um, throughout the United States absolutely affects other countries and vice versa. In some kind of shape or form, we are connected. Right. So um, my mother, um, start, is a, she was an old school community organizer. When she was in high school, she was a, a member of an organization called BOY, Black Organized Youth at a local high school here, where they organized to get better textbooks when she was in high school. And I saw a Love video it. of her um, at a rally that they held to get better textbooks in their school. Um, she then went on to do housing organizing. She built a credit union. Uh, did a number of different things, worked at the Department of City Development. When I was eight years old, she ran for state assembly and won, ran for Senate uh, four years later, and she's now the first African-American woman to serve in Congress from the state of Wisconsin. And my father, it was in the 60s and, like, the black power movements, et cetera. He worked with young people. Um, He went to seminary when he was in uh, college. He studied African culture, the Orishas, et cetera. Um, he has a doctorate. Uh, he has a master's degree in divinity and theology. He has his doctorate. He is a pastor of a Presbyterian church in North Carolina. I've been speaking back and forth for him d- during the storms throughout the week. And also he, um, he uh, is a, a Yoruba priest as well. And so I've had, and he's taught me about loving myself, being black, being African. That's how I got the name Omokunde from him. Moore is my mom's last name. Omokunde is my dad. And so they put a lot into me just from from you know from birth if you will I'm, I'm 39 years old so I'm a little bit older than some of my colleagues but I'm still not too old if that makes sense um, and so what I've seen a lot is young people want to do things that are unconventional nowadays because you either follow the things that you've been taught coming up even if it doesn't work for you what we call rebel and do something different so we're right. doing a lot of things that are unconventional or seemingly unconventional, but they're they really following in the tradition of what we did during the Civil Rights Movement and the Black Power Movement, just with more um, more technology added on. And I heard someone wanting to jump in, so I'll pause right there. No, no, I'm totally agreeing. I was just thinking about um, I had uh, uh, there's a lot of the young people in their 20 are doing what they call these flash activism where they are coming together across cultures and genders and and ages. And they just literally jump out of a a, a movie theater or a <laughs> or a a mall and break out in a dance and song to motivate people and talk about a particular subject that affect the community. Um, it's very peaceful, right. it's fun, and it's an easy way, non-threatening to get people to talk and dialogue, because that's the issue. I love it when Jay-Z said, you know, people are really upset about the times we're living in, but I don't get why, because finally we get to have dialogue, and nothing happens unless you can get people around a table, and they really genuinely go deep and dialogue. And I think young people are doing a great job at that. When I say young, I don't mean kids. I mean 20, 30, 40. That's another group of folks that have the Internet and they have access to talk to people around the, the globe and communicate, you know. And so I love that. On top of it's like we're taking a little from every uh, social group. You know, marching still is relevant. Writing letters is still as relevant. <laughs> but Absolutely. when we add to see, this... It's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, please, you. It's, 
And so, no, no, no. And, and, and I just want to say that uh, a lot of the things that we do, um, it happens more quickly. I mean, because we get information so quickly now. So a lot of the, because they call, you know, some of us the microwave generation has to happen really quickly. So that's a right. lot of the marches and a lot of the, uh, you know, flash activism, et cetera, is because it has, is a part of the communications program where it has to be done so quickly. But what I do want to say is that those young people who are organizers and activists, and if they are wise enough, they have an elder somewhere that they're having a conversation with about things that we should be doing things that we should be doing properly or, or, or if there's some things that those elders learned that they did wrong and can bring those lessons into the movement with them. Anybody who's doing this now has an elder somewhere they're having a conversation with because some oh, of the... Yeah, I love that. I love that. Thinking, some of the thinking is similar to what was happening during the civil rights movement and the black power movements, et cetera. Some of the tactics may be different because they, they, they're doing them based upon the times. But if they're wise enough, they, they're connecting with someone who has been there. And some elder who is uh, connected enough to be able to tell us where they fail. Because a, a lot of times your failures teach you your best lesson. And so I want to know from my elders where you failed and what you learned from that. And some of those elders, when they give us those lessons, they are the most potent and the most uh, up-to-date and the, most, the ones that we can learn from the most. This is why we invited you to the show, because that is such a conscious theory and a conscious, it, it goes beyond theory, but it's, it, it's in this space. You really have to have sat down, accepted the lesson, right? And understand the dynamics of, across um, age and race to get to that space. And so I really appreciate you sharing that. I know we're going to have to go to a commercial soon. Um, I think I got about four minutes, so I'm going to keep talking. But here's that. I want to I throw this question out there. Let's start the dialogue. What can we do? What as, just me as a community person do in the community that starts change? I don't have to wait for an election to come. I don't need my leader to tell me to do this. What should I be doing? Now, I, I have some ideas because I am a, a I am so over the top with community words cannot express but i want you to share some things with the listing orders what can what should what can people be doing in the market that help change their communities help their families without an elected official okay i want people to ask themselves this one important question how well do i know my neighbors to the left and right of me and then how well do i know the people behind me or in front of me uh, if I'm living in, in like a community or a block or something like that, ask yourself these questions first, ask yourself what their desires are, ask yourself what their needs are, ask yourself what they care about, and then ask yourself how does what I care about, what I need and what I desire connect with them? Because that's what you can do immediately. Um, have a conversation with people, find out what we want, and then figure out what our common denominators are, and then start writing and meeting about those things and focusing on those things. Because if you're organized, people who are elected officials will come to you. They will say, well, you guys are organized. Well, I need to know more about what you're doing over here. But organizing for the sake of organizing yourselves and wanting to be uh, and love one another and live in harmony amongst one another. Because if I know you, I care more about you and I care about what happens with you and to you. Um, and then we just start from there. Um, that's the that's best the answer, first, honestly. First that's the best answer. Yeah, that's the best answer I've ever heard. I mean, that that is, I had not even thought about it at that level. 
And so listening to audience around the world, if you didn't write that down, take a moment and write that down and put yourself on a go. Say, look, today is Thursday, depending on where you are in the world. And by Sunday, I'm going to go and knock on my neighbor's door on both sides. Because, of course, as you said, when they show up, then you can say there's lead poison in our schools. There are other issues that we need to have. You guys handle that. But, for instance, in North Carolina, if you know your neighbors on both sides of you, just think about dynamically how that changes where you're able to be accountable for your own community and for your own neighbors and yourself and so on, et cetera. You guys have some kind of accountability amongst each other. So we're going to have to go to a commercial. But I, I just want to say this is why, again, Serene Moore, <laughs> Supreme Moore, Amakunde is on this show. And um, at the end of the show, I want to make sure we um, post whatever content or information you have. So, Supreme, if there are people in, in different parts of the world that want to reach out and get some advice, I hope that you and your team are ready for that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know they're going to be counting us down any second. I think when we come back from from the commercial, I want to know more about, let's talk about three things that local leaders, that you have to have them. Some people say, I don't want a local leader. Let me tell you, we all have to have it because it organizes things. It's like a bank without a banker. Right. You need it, right? And so right. Mm-hmm. we're going mm-hmm. to chat about what are three or four things, whether you like it or not, you're, you need leadership to organize to make sure that you have the services you have in your community, the safety you have in your communities. And um, and so we're going to leave that at the table. How about that, Tina and Tony? They're still That's there. That's right. Okay, we'll be. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> they're, Absolutely. They're, Absolutely. they're counting down. If you want to, sh- we're open for any personal family stories. If you like also, feel free to throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, wow. it's, it's yeah, my, my, supreme. I'm sorry, Go Supreme. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was saying you, you raised a very important issue that many of us now don't know our neighbors. Uh, and, and that's not a good thing at all. Yeah. Right. Right. So, well, wasn't that great? I'm sometimes a, because we're so transient. Well, I'm yeah. going to put that on the website. That's going on the website. Why don't we do something about that? That should be some kind of movement. We should create a movement, right? That, yeah. that, that's, that's what should yeah, go yeah. down. And sometimes it's difficult because we're so transient. Some of us, because I know in a, in a city like Milwaukee, um, it's hard to, to to find out where your votes come from if you're working on a campaign. Because yeah, they voted in the last two elections, but now they're not there because okay. they moved. Hold that thought, Supreme. I think they're. We've gone to okay. commercial. We've gone to commercial. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well... 
we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio listeners. And here at the roundtable, we have Supreme Mora Amakunde, and we're going to jump right back in. Supreme, I'm sorry I had to cut you off because we were at this peak of <laughs> wisdom. And so let's pick off where we left out, uh, where we left, left off, if you'd like. Do you right. remember? So we were talking about. <laughs> We were, talking about our, we were talking about our neighbors and knowing our neighbors. Um, and sometimes it's difficult, especially if you live in a city like Milwaukee that's really transient, where uh, if you're running an election, you might have uh, been, they might have voted in the last two elections, but then they just moved, so they're not there anymore. And so sometimes you, have, you form this relationship with your neighbor over three or four months, and then month five, they've moved because of, uh, I don't know if you've read the book Evicted. Um, they, they may be in an eviction or they may have not been able to afford, afford to live there or whatever might have happened. Um, and right. so, it's, so you have to form new relationships two, three times a year with different people that live around you. And so that's more difficult. Um, and that's where we, we look at home ownership and different kinds of home ownership in, in order to establish and maintain communities of people. Because um, a lot of my friends' parents, they own their homes because we had a housing co-op in the neighborhood. And so making sure that we are able to own the spaces that we live in and not just live there is important yeah, as well. I'm, yeah, we're going to put that up on the website. You know, the premise behind the show was that every week we give someone um, something encouraging that they can do that increase the, the, the quality of life for themselves in their community. And so we're going to encourage everyone right. to go with that suggestion. And I, and I, and I thank you for it. Now we're going to shift a little bit. I want to talk about power because power is so critical. Yes, Let, let's go in that direction of power and, and share your thoughts about political power and power. Some people think that's a dirty word. Um, Mm-hmm. I think it's like anything. It's how you use it. And, and, and so what are right. your thoughts about, about power, leadership, community? What are your thoughts? So a lot of most people shy away from power. Like you said, some people think it's a dirty word. They shy away from it and using it um, in any meaningful way. And one of the biggest things is that people 
try to aspire to have power, but they pretend like they don't want it, um, if that makes sense. And so yes. what we need to do is know and understand that all of our relationships and our relationship dynamics are about power, whether or not it's me taking power from you, whether or not it's me giving you power or showing you that you have power, et cetera. So when we look at uh, political power, it's important that those who are in local offices understand the dynamics between them and their constituents. Uh, elected officials, they, they, they rock with people who either give them money or give them votes. So understanding how their power is played, those power dynamics work, et cetera. Local elected officials, we have to get back to them understanding their relationship to their constituents. Anytime I see somebody that lives in the 10th County District in Milwaukee, I greet them and I say, how you doing, boss? Because I know that they're the ones that put me there. Um, that people have to really understand the power dynamic, truly understand them. And in your case, I mean, in your position, I know it's 18 um, yes, members and, 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 and your, yes, um, I guess it's 18. And I think you're all responsible for about 53,000 people each, which is a, trem- that's yeah, a huge like number, that. somewhere about uh, yeah. 50,000 yeah. um, um, each. But it's so interesting when you said power, because I think one of the dynamics that are change that's changing is that, you know, they say we're living in this state where people are a lot more conscious and aware. I know some people think that's booga booga spirituality, but it's really saying more people have taken the time to live in the moment and be clear about what they like and make decisions where they get to own and rule their life. And that power piece plays a critical role because the thoughts were, we're going to give our community the power to do this. But now consumers are saying, I'm already self-empowered. So as a self-empowered right. individual that's conscious, um, I think everything you're saying is connecting because now all of a sudden that self-empowerment that's conscious allowed me to touch my neighbors and our neighbors now are organized. So now people are willing to talk to us and give us and support our needs better at the same token. It becomes a different kind of feel that elected officials have to deal with because now they have this this social group of people that are light, more enlightened or, 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 or as some people would say, people are feeling their own empowerment. It, it, that is that same space, correct? That's just, it's just a new yeah. way of doing things, right? Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. That's what you're saying. When we talk I'm about sorry. power, I think it's really important to talk about the most vulnerable in our societies, those who, um, where the safety nets have, have, have had, they've fallen through the bottom of the safety net and it's not really reaching them, and, and it's not getting to them, and making sure that those people are, I use the word empower, but I don't like to use the word empower because it implies that you didn't have any power before I came and gave it to you. Um, okay. I, I really like to use the phrase, I show up, and then I point to something within somebody that they already have and say that you've had this all along. And so, so now just show it, manifest it, and that's your power. But going to those so-called uh, lowest of the low, the, the people that have fallen through the safety net and, and show them that they have power and how they organize and the issues that are important to them and how they bring those issues to the forefront and talk to somebody like me who is connected to not only them but all, uh, but all these other systems that they're involved with and being able to directly have an effect on uh, what happens in their neighborhoods. Like one instance, something that I've been trying to put together, and it's not new, but it's something I've been trying to put together locally, it's called the Bad Bills Committee. If anything is happening in our state capitol or in our city council or at the county board and it's a horrible bill, I can go and send an email to one person 
or a group of 50 people, they all, I say this is a horrible bill, and 50 people show up to the committee hearing to testify against it. And at that yeah, point, well, yeah. you're having yeah. direct action on what, what is happening in your government. And then, and then people say, oh, I didn't know there was this much pushback against this. Maybe we'll just shut this down. And then those individuals get to the point where they're so involved that they can start crafting and writing their own legislation that they can just hand to their representatives and say, this is what we want you to do. That's, that's great. Believe it or not, we're about, I'm sorry, I just want Go to give ahead. you a heads up because we're about four minutes out. And, and I just want to say, because I, I didn't want to disrupt the, but uh, believe it or not, also, we actually, we call that a pass along rate because in that dynamic, okay. I want to just kick in a little bit because we, we're, believe it or not, in four minutes, we've been on for an hour. Um, we have the power of the citizens. And, and then we have the elected officials, but then these corporations that are moving things around. And, and what's interesting is, Supreme, is that mm-hmm. of the world of business, they've categorized society in five groups. You know that, right? So we're either you're either mm-hmm. an innovator, early adopter, uh, a late adopter. And that area that is vulnerable is often the, the, the late major- minority and the laggers. But they represent a little over 50% of our population. And so now you have the dynamics mm-hmm. of these corporations determining um, who they support and who they don't support and da-da-da-da-da and, and corporate mm-hmm. responsibility and trickle down. And, and I say all that to say um, it, this is why you need both. You need um, people mm-hmm. to be able to impact their own change at a local level, and at the same token, you need elected uh, elected f- officials, and you also need wonderful, responsible brand people that hold corporations responsible, which goes back to um, empowering, impacting your own community socially. And so, in that right. being the case, because we got to close down in three minutes, and believe it or not, we've loved to. We just love you here. You can come back anytime. Share your point about all yeah, of a sudden you have corporations involved. Share your thoughts on mm-hmm. that for me. On, on uh, having corporations involved, well, yes. I, I think it's important that uh, corporations be good corporate citizens. I'll say that first and foremost. And um, I, I appreciate. Uh, 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 Nike uh, uh, willing to put themselves out there to stand up on, on behalf of an issue uh, such as uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling for um, kneeling for uh, 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 state-sanctioned right. violence against black people <laughs> you in got, America. Yes, but, yes. but understanding that, that it was a business move on their behalf too. Understanding Absolutely. that first and foremost. However, um, no... What it can say to people is people like Colin Kaepernick, people in that movement, people doing those things, is that you have helped influence corporate America to, to take this stance, to take this, to take this stance, and to you know go and try to make some money based upon your cause that you established as right. well. I want people to see regular activist folks to see that they created that, they caused that Nike move. Absolutely. That's that, that's that triangle effect. And, and believe it or not, we're down to about Absolutely. a minute in the show. Tony and Tina, did you want to share anything with Mr. Supreme here? I just, I just wanted to say that, you know, even though this is, uh, you know, we have a representative here from the state of Wisconsin, what you've shared with us today resonates to every community throughout this country and even right. beyond this country. And, I just hope those of you who are listening will really 
take this knowledge and implement it into your own communities and go forward to build, you know, better and stronger relationships with your neighbors and with one another, with the communities. And, you know, you'll see how much that will change the, the you know, just the whole complexion of our country and the positiveness that we kind of are lacking right now. So let's move forward and right. do something really positive. And thank you for bringing that positivity to the show today. Yeah, it was Supreme Moore. Well, thank I'm you a all cool for day. We, th- we, yeah, we really thank you for being here. Remember, you're a friend of the show. You're always welcome to come back if you want to talk about anything. And today at the roundtable, it's all about how to impact change in your local community with or without elected officials. And he's given us some food for thought and things that we can take and do and have done by, by this Sunday. Um, and they're, they're counting us down to go and uh, tell your mother and father we thank them. And by the way, we happen to love you dearly. And if no one told you that today, we want to make sure we share that with you and, and take that back to um, your family from us um, to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think we've counted down, folks. So long. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.